beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Of Mice in Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I'm Sean. And our guest today, we've been having lots of guests lately, but our we guest have. today is kind of the godfather of Disney podcasting. <laughs> We are we are here. We got him here so we could kiss his Mickey ring, and <laughs> worship at the feet because it it is the one and only Lou Mangello. Yeah. So thank you very much for having me. By Godfather, I think you mean old man in the space. But all right, I'll take I'll take Godfather um, with no ring kissing, please. Yes. All right. Um, so uh, Lou, thanks for, again for being on Living Local today. Uh, my other show that I have, I really appreciate that. Um, and I kind of touched on this then, but um, so I, I've heard you talk about how, you know, Walt Disney is this person that you never met, but is someone that you greatly look up to and have always looked to for inspiration. And, and for me, that has actually been you for the last 15 years. Um, and your show and your content has kind of got me through a lot of really rough times, uh, you know, a, a divorce, a bankruptcy, a business closing um, you know, a myriad of other things. And actually this past weekend, I was in a car accident that totaled my car. And one of the first things I did to kind of lift my spirits out of it was I went straight to uh, your podcast because I've been listening back to the Tom K. Morris interview. And um, so, hey man, you're the, it's such an honor, man. You mean so much to me. So having you do this is is a great treat for me. So thank you. So wait, I got to stop for a second because I said this to you this morning. Clearly, Tristan, your goal today is to get me to cry at least because <laughs> we're getting close, man. And it's like we're we're just getting started. Um, your your words are incredibly kind, very very humbling. Um, I, I'm happy to hear you are are doing well. Um, you know, yeah. through, I always say you never know who's listening to to whatever Ooh. you do, and that's less of a warning than it is a. You never know the positive impact that you might have on somebody. So thank you for sharing that. You have to give me your phone number when we're done with this, because if I'm ever having a bad day, I'm just going to call you up and be like, all right, man, just have at it. Just just say something because <laughs> you really uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you probably, well, I, I mean, it. thank you. You probably just need him to send you a picture of however he's dressed for the day <laughs> and it will immediately lift your spirits. Absolutely. That's it. Well, well, you guys should be doing this podcast on video because. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I sort of echo everything Tristan has said. Um, I, I, I watched your interview this morning and it was amazing and and reminded me that when I met you, I wasn't going to say what a huge fan I am because, you know, I realized that I'm just I'm, I am a huge friend of yours. I have been a friend for a long time and and we're actually meeting, which <laughs> which is truly amazing. I just. I, I discovered the Walt Disney World podcast a few years ago when I was on a long drive going to a gig as an actor. And I was like, well, what's this? And to listen to it. And well, first of all, one of the first episodes I listened to was like the 500th, your 500th episode. Um, and I thought, this is great because there's clearly 499 more of these that I can go <laughs> listen to. But I... I, I was searching in that general area and I found one where you were talking about the contemporary 
and what it was like when you were a kid. And I went, that's exactly what it was like when I was a kid. And to hear you talk about the Fiesta Fund Center and and all the stuff and and you know and you know back when there was no other park to go to and so going out for the electric water pageant was the night's highlight. But um, just to listen to you over and over again and and listen to you embrace the Disney community and all the positivity out there and all the good you do um, with the Dream Team and and it's just such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thank you very much. I had a great time tonight. Thanks very much. I'm going to I'm going to walk out on a high note. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and I, I mean, because Tristan sort of said it's like meeting one of the Beatles and, oh and, my gosh. and like not the and not the fifth Beatle that nobody remembers. <laughs> this is a George. This is a George yeah. or, or or John moment. It really is. Oh, you um, got it too kind. So, um, <laughs> but so, you know, I'm sure most of our listeners have heard your podcast. They've certainly heard Tristan and I talk about it. You're a noun. You're a verb here. When we're doing our top tens, we sometimes loom on jello, which is to sneak in two or three extras. Um, but, you know, I, what was what was kind of that light bulb moment that that caused you to go? I'm, I'm not going to be a, a successful lawyer in the New York area anymore. I'm just going to go for it. I mean, I think I was, I realized I wasn't going to be a successful lawyer in New Jersey not long after I started practicing and having nothing to do with this. No, it, you know what? I really think for me, the the moment came, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in, and I could probably really point to a specific moment in time. In January 2004, when I had a discussion forum on my site that I turned on, and remember, the words social and media just were not together in 2004. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. There was none of this. So it was a, you know, I went from sort of bulletin board systems as a kid growing up to a discussion forum. And when I turned it on, not knowing if anybody was out there listening or or it would sign up and, and 29 people signed up, I was like, wait a minute, like, this is unbelievable. And 29 turned into 100, 500, 1,000, 10,000, 20, 50,000. I'm like, wait a minute, like, I'm not the only dork sitting in his basement like that thinks about Disney this much. There's a community of people out there. And I think that really was sort of the the moment that I, that I realized that there might be something more to this than than what I thought. Yeah. And did your your I, I got to wonder if your innovative like survivor brain kicked in immediately or, or you know, because the beginning is always like simultaneously like the most exciting and frightening part of an adventure. But how quick did like you'd be like, oh, I just did this and now I have to make this work. I don't know if it was ever a, I have to make this work until the day came. So I was a lawyer. I had an IT consulting company on the side. I eventually transitioned and I was the chief technology officer for a medical imaging company, which sounds very, you know, big and important. Basically I ran the network and sat in my office and did my Disney <laughs> stuff and nobody could notice. But when I left that job and I went on that first Monday morning into my basement office with my cup of coffee and in my pajama, my work uniform. And I sat down <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, what did you do? Like, you've got two young kids. Like, what? You have no business plan. You have no idea about how you're going to make money on this. Just go back into work tomorrow and tell them that you were kidding and put all your stuff back in your office. That was sort of like the moment of, like, okay, um, you sort of have to. You, I think fear is a great motivator, right? And it's not the fear of failure, but sort of the, the fear that you have to captain your own ship. 
And I think that's that's a, the thing that started me going like, okay, you've got to make this thing work. How are you going to about doing it? And it's still the thing today that that carries me on. It's a good fear, but it's fear nonetheless. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> well, and so so any creative journey has a bunch of ups and downs. And we had Jeff Barnes on a few weeks ago talking about Walt and and some of the struggles he faced. And clearly, you have you have had high points and low points on this creative journey. But how, how do you get through those low points? I mean, Tristan obviously, when he has a car crash, he turns on a Lou Mangello episode, but. <laughs> Well, for me now going forward, if I'm ever having, like I said, a bad day, I'm just going to just replay this interview over and over again and I'll feel better. <laughs> I look at, you know, the 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 journey mine and, and other entrepreneurs and, and business people, et cetera, is, is a very often a very circuitous one. And not everything works the way you necessarily expect or hope or design or plan it to. But I look at those not necessarily as as failures but learning opportunities and if something doesn't go the way i expect it i don't sort of get down in the dumps i don't sort of you know wallow in self-pity i'm like okay what can i learn from this how can i make it better and what do i move on to next um i've always been the kind of person that that feels if if you get complacent and you get overly comfortable like you metaphorically die so i'm always looking to do what's next and i always have my sort of irons and a lot of different fires all at the same time so you know except during COVID, when both sides of my business shut down you know if, if something doesn't work i always have something else to fall back on yeah and so i gotta wonder you know you know someone like me looks to you and people like walt um you know obviously we know you look to walt for inspiration but are there other people that you listen to as well like in the podcast community or the the motivational speaking community that that you kind of turn to so it's funny because i don't uh, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts except when I'm in my car and really 95% of my business takes place at my desk. When I do, I, I honestly don't listen to any other Disney podcasts for two reasons. One, because Disney is what I do all the time. I want to hear something else. I want to hear some sort of like business or self-improvement thing. And two, <clears throat> excuse me, other than your show going forward, I promise, other, I don't listen to any other Disney podcasts because nobody could ever say, oh, he copied that idea from somebody else. He got sure. inspired by this and he's sort of replicating it. I do look for podcasts that will sort of help me improve what I'm doing, my business, you know, me personally from, from a business perspective. So I'll bounce around to a bunch of different ones, but don't necessarily have one like this is it. And every now and then I'll listen to like a retro 80s podcast just because that was like my sweet spot in time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, and now we have a concrete answer, Tristan. There was a week very early on in the history of, of Mice and Main Street Men where we decided we were going to do an episode about the scents, the smells, mm -hmm. and what that same week you actually revisited that topic for the first time. And it was like, wow, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> we must be doing something right. Um, so clearly you have gotten to meet all sorts of people in the Disney universe. Tristan and I are just finally starting to get really cool guests on our show, um, like yourself. But, and, and I heard you talk this morning about meeting Julie Andrews and what an amazing interview it was and how she lived up to everything that you had hoped she would, which I think makes all of our hearts happy. But uh, <laughs> Has there been one guest that just really surprised you for one reason or another? Like 
they cursed like a sailor or they <laughs> or they or they just were telling you stories you had no idea were going to come out i mean somebody that that surprised you so i'm going to give you a typical lou mongello answer because i wouldn't want to disappoint you i'm going to give you not one but i'm going to give you three sort of quick answers to that question so and please this is not meant to sound like name dropping because we're fans first right so um like kevin feige not just like being a guest but when i met him when he told me that he listened to the show like my little brains fell out of my head like that just <laughs> it still to this day blows my mind um i think richard sherman um probably is one of the most impactful <clears throat> for me because his music has meant so much to me I, I consider him i think he considers me a friend um he's joined us on you know ww radio cruises before and he's the nicest sweetest most wonderful man in the world and i'll tell you a very very super quick story he did a, our, our one of my cruises with me and my community <clears throat> excuse me and one night we're, we're finishing up dinner and he says my, my wife and I are going to go to the show. Do you mind if, if we take your daughter with us? And I'm start wiping my mouth. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Let me, I'll, I'll come with you. He goes, no, 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 sit down. We'll take them. If you don't mind, that's okay. <clears throat> and I still, I get choked up. I still have this image of Richard Sherman, Sherman brother Sherman, and his <laughs> wife holding my children's hands, walking them to a show at the Walt Disney Theater that is going to play music written by richard sherman like i still you know it's still one of the most vivid and, and special memories i've had wow wow that's yeah yeah <laughs> kristen and i are the kind of fans that can appreciate that coming from you yeah wow yeah that's a great story lou that's that's incredible um and you you know you always talk about the want and the need to like experience something new and i gotta wonder you know with you know, your crazy, you know, access to everything Disney. Is there anything that, you know, is still fresh within the Disney universe to you? Obviously, there's new attractions and new ships and all that. But how do you keep that fresh? So, you know, <clears throat> so I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm a little verklempt. Um, when <laughs> my, my feeling has always been when this stops being fun is the day I stop doing it. And perfect example, like I went to Magic Kingdom last night with my family, which I don't really get to do. My daughter's home from college. The place is still special to me. Like walking down Main Street is still special. And, and because there are theme parks around the world and new ships and, and new stories that are being told, it is sort of always new and fresh. I always think that there's opportunity yeah. to learn something new, to discover it or experience it with somebody for the first time, which sort of fills my heart. Right. Or when I get to nerd out and share useless trivia as we wander through the, the park, which I'm sure is boring people to death. But like that still gets me excited to watch somebody's eyes light up when they learn something new or experience something new. So um, the long answer to your very short question is it's it still is always new and fresh to me, even though I, I may have done it, you know, 100 times before. I love that. I love that. Well, I, I touched on this earlier, but I am sort of of the same generation that you are. Poor Tristan still hasn't been to Disneyland yet and didn't start and didn't start visiting Disney World till he was in his 30s. Can you believe it? We need to fix um, that. But yes. But so so as somebody who has kind of shared your experience, I go, 
if 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 you knew the timekeeper, Mr. Robin Williams, you know, crazy robot guy personally, and you could like hop back in time to ride ride or experience anything within the Disney World universe that maybe doesn't exist anymore, what what kind of what would you choose? I mean, clearly it would be rocket rods at Disneyland. Um, no, I don't. Um, I, <laughs> that's a did great you question. actually? Did you actually ride the rocket I rods? Because it opened for like 15 minutes. So I don't think. Did anybody? <laughs> no. I, I was there around the time and I was like, oh, this will be so cool. No. Superstar limo, right? Superstar limo. I'm not sure what closed faster. Um, I, I rode Superstar question. limo, though. I rode you were it. The one. You were the guy. I was. <laughs> you were the guy that rode Superstar limo. Um, you know, I think the, the easy answer is to, you know, go back to Disneyland, you know, to go back to Disneyland on or about opening day when seeing something that was so new and so innovative and so unique and the possibility that Walt Disney might just be sort of walking around picking up trash, it, that's probably where I would go. And so to follow that up then, I got to ask if you, you know, say you saw Walt Disney there at Disneyland, you know, what's the one thing you'd want to ask him? I mean, that's impossible because I always run through that, that myself and when people ask me that, I cannot think of one thing, but I'm curious, you know, in a very Lou Mangiello fashion, what, what is something you would want to ask him? You know, it's the impossible question, right? Because he, yeah, I get, so wait, I think I have an answer. Hold on, I just saw it. I'd say, you want to go get something to eat? Because it'll open, up the door for, it'll open up the door for that's, you to Walt and ask him more questions. So I love that. Yes, that's <laughs> that perfect. Is, that's an excellent, excellent answer. I love um, that so much. How, not to get too somber here for a moment, but there's a lot of issues that's facing the Disney the Disney universe right now, not the least of which is the Reedy Creek kerfluffle, which is the kind of antiquated term that Tristan and I use around here. But I go, how do you, how do you think Walt would feel about some of the stuff that's going on and, and, and what, what would his feelings and, and his leadership bring to the whole thing? Not, not to diminish Bob Iger. Yeah. I, I, you know, certainly, obviously, I, you know, having never met Walt, I can't speak for him. So we sort of speculate as to what we think the man that we know very tangentially, the way he would respond. It, it's so hard to answer, right? And I'm not trying to, to avoid the question, but, you know, Walt grew up in a very different time than where we are now. And, and there's a lot that, that is just different. Um, it's always, I think it's always a very tricky, slippery slope when companies get involved in politics and, and vice versa, right? Things get, to, and I'm the least political person in the world. Like I just, I, I avoid all that stuff like like the plague. Um, I, I would hope that Walt would be a a voice of reason to everyone, right? I sort of just imagine him being able to be like, okay, I understand what you want. I understand what we want. How can we come and sort of smooth things over and, and make it right and make everybody happy? Um, I think that's what I would want Walt to be. So that's the way I'm going to hope the, the, the hope it would play out. Yeah. Unfreeze, yeah. we'll find out. We will find out exactly what. <laughs> <laughs> um, so clearly this is the hundredth anniversary of, of the Walt Disney company. And, and thinking about that, it's uh, in in the in Lou Mangello's mind, what has gotten the company this far, and what does it need to hold on to 
to to move forward into the second century and and be the kind of driving force that it's been for a hundred years? I think on its most simplest, basic terms, um, it is exceptional storytelling, right? It's not just storytelling anymore. It needs to be exceptional storytelling because there is so much content out there. Um, and I think continuing to exceed expectations, not just in the storytelling that, that happens on the big and small screens, but it's the reason why we go to the parks it's the reason why I'm not the only lunatic that moved down to Orlando to be close to to a Disney park. It's the reason why we go. It's the reason why we go back. It's the reason why we start podcasts or, or you know, people retire or move down here just to work in this place. And it's the reason why that no other company um, and, and I'll sort of die on this hill. I, I don't think any other company has the brand loyalty that Disney does. So it's, and I think this is something that that I think Bob Iger does very well too, is is re remembering and, and returning to the foundation of what made this company start and last and grow so much over those past hundred years. Sometimes it, it's the simplest things, right? It's the, the storytelling and it's the exceeding expectations in terms of of guest experience. Yeah. And, and you know, one question before we start going to our little rapid fires here that we do at the end of our show. I'm curious as to what would be the perfect day in Magic Kingdom to Lou Mangiello. What would that perfect day look like? So the three of us would get there early, right? Because <laughs> yes, we would. <laughs> uh, what does a you know, man? It, it's interesting because I think because I've I live here and I've gone so often, your experience changes because it's not about getting to the park and, and, you know, making the race to space or we used to be dash to splash. May you rest in peace, but <laughs> not about the attractions anymore. The Disney parks become your park, right? Your neighborhood park. It's where you go just to walk around and see friends or, or, you know, do things with friends, maybe ride an, an attraction or two. But my favorite part of being in the park is sometimes just sitting down and, watching the world go by watching that big tough like manly man like with tattoos and stuff pick his daughter up who's dressed like a princess and put her on his shoulder and watch his face as the tears start to stream down it like i've been there man like i get it i can meet eyes with that guy and be like it's okay dude like i understand watching kids and families have those kinds of experience i, I know it might sound silly and and sort of you know woo woo but it's it's just sort of being in that place i mean we're grazing we're eating a lot just so to be clear we're, we're eating a lot <laughs> along the way but yeah there's there's still is something special and yeah you know let's call it magical about especially about magic kingdom i love that so to wrap up here we kind of do this thing called uh, we're we, we we're still workshopping the name but we've been calling it the individual lightning lane round <laughs> um, <laughs> i <still> like it <laughs> but uh so just a series of questions you can just answer faster like but we, we start off with have you tried the sleepy hollow corn dog no what? oh my Lou. goodness oh Lou. here comes the gospel according to tristan what? we have for the last year i've been preaching the gospel and on we we now get people sending us pictures of them trying this corn dog because i've been talking about it so much Honestly, next time you're at Magic Kingdom, go to Sleepy Hollow, get that corn dog. It is the best corn dog you'll have. I promise. What is yeah. it? What makes it so you'll, special? 
it, dude, it's just something about the batter and the, it's just made just with the right amount of like hot dog juice, which sounds gross on a little bit. But I'm telling That's you, right. also you regular, can see the careful. All right, just, so it's a regular corn dog. The regular corn dog, man. All right, so and, I'm gonna go, but then we're gonna go to Disneyland and I'm yeah. going to buy you a corn dog from the little red wagon because yes. I don't know, man, that that one might be tough to beat. And I've not had that one, to be fair. I'm hoping to get to Disneyland this fall. But for me, that Sleepy Hollow Corn Dog, I'm preaching the gospel to everybody that comes on the show. And usually they do end up sending us a message being like, hey, I tried it. I'm on. Yeah. I'm on. You'll never go back to the boathouse again, Lou. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be corn dog after corn dog after corn dog. This is a body built by corn dog. So, <laughs> yeah. Corn dog. Uh, all right. Uh, Continuing down our individual lightning lane, favorite Disney character? Peter Pan. He's yeah. the boy that never has to grow up, and that's me. Yeah. I, I, I think it's safe to say it's all three of us, kind yeah, of. Yeah, all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's your favorite attraction? I know it's lightning nail. I'm so bad at this. Um, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. You know, I, I love there's something about riding the, the TTA, but I'll, I'll say Haunted Mansion. Oh, that's that's, that's our yeah. too, my friend. Can I say, wait, I want to amend that. Can I say the Haunted Mansions? Because I just yes. wrote Phantom Manor in, in Disneyland Paris, which is maybe the best of the best. And Mystic Manor in Hong Kong is insanely good. So I'm going to cheat. And say I like Haunted, that. Haunted Mansions. I like it. Awesome. Uh, all right. Mickey or Donald? Mickey. Donald. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a Donald fan. So thanks for answering that one correctly. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite animated film? I should really have a faster answer to this. Um, oh, no. I could also cheat. I'm, I realize I'm a cheater. I'm like, cheat at all. <laughs> Well, Mary Poppins has animation in it. Uh, my favorite. It does. Film. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm crumbling under the pressure. I should have a faster answer to this, and I don't. Um, this is this is a bad answer, but I'm on a Big Hero Six kick lately, so I'm going to say Big Hero Six because I just watched it. Oh wow! Okay, okay. that's good. 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 All right, uh, Disneyland or Disney World? Come on, man! It's not fair. <laughs> Like having we asked the kids. tough question. It's like having We're two kids. Deep down, you have a favorite, but you don't really say it out loud. Um, Walt Disney World is my home park, so I have to. That's good. Yeah, we're, the, we're your... the Barbara Walters of Disney podcasts over here. <laughs> yeah, we don't ask the easy questions. <laughs> Which, what's your favorite park snack? Oh, my gosh. They're all of them. Um, I know. Man, I know. I'm going to go lame and simple, but there's something about a popcorn on Main Street, USA. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. That's a good one. Good, good. Uh, who is the best Disney villain? Okay, here's where the recovering lawyer answer comes out, because you say best Disney villain, like, there. I think the most evil Disney villain is not who you, I think Judge Claude Frollo is the worst best most evil disney villain like he is genuinely an evil horrible person who's also like a real person which makes him evil work even worse so but is he like the best villain like dr facilier is a good villain but he's not you know 
I don't know. It's a horrible answer. I'm so bad at this. No. No, there no, are no. no wrong answers here except Tristan just, Tristan just deleted the podcast, my podcast from his podcast app. He's like, I'm not listening to this no. guy. Anymore. He can't oh, no, absolutely it. not. I will do it on my way from here to my, <laughs> my next event. Uh, what's your favorite Disney song? The first thing that came to mind was Feed the Birds. That's a great one. That's, that's, that's one. It was good enough for Walt. It should be good enough for Lou Mangiello. Amen. That's right. That's right. Uh, drinking around the world, left or right? The, listen, the, if you're going right, you're going wrong. You have to go. <laughs> you go left. I just made that hey, make sense. Right. A amen, my brother. <laughs> amen. So uh, as we wrap up here, three words you think of when you hear Disney. The boat house. No, that's two. Um, <laughs> keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Uh, Walt was a man, a, a man wise beyond his years. And keep moving forward applies not just to what Disney does. It's to the way I live my life. I think it's a, a great applicable philosophy for, for all of us to live by. I love that. And what a great place to sort of tie this all up. I, Tristan and I could not be more thrilled to have had you join us here at our little house of mouse. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Of course, listeners, you can find Lou on loumangelo.com and at wdwradio.com. And if you're not listening to his podcast, how do you call yourself a Disney fan? That's all I'll say. <laughs> it right. is such a community of light and and love and positivity and we are just so grateful it's there for all of us lou so thanks for being here no guys thank you so much this has been like the most fun i've had like all day no in a really <laughs> long time like this has really been a lot of fun and, I, and i'm sincerely grateful for the opportunity to to join you guys i i love and i feel and i hear the passion in what you do and 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 that's what it's all about yeah lou thanks so much again man this when we say it's like talking to a beetle man you are the guy so we really appreciate you um this has been such a pleasure and thank you all for listening this is so great and uh you know what we will see you real Again, man, I know you're a busy guy, and the, you guys the, rock, man. You guys are awesome. I love uh, it. Uh, you, uh, yeah.